Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Kane here. Uh, Sean should be hopefully with me shortly. I'm not sure who all else is uh, going to be joining me tonight. Um, this is not a show that we planned on doing. This is not a show that we wanted to do. Unfortunately, we're being forced to do it. Now, last week we talked about the Rebellion Rising event that uh, Sean and I, as promoters and owners of the RWF, are holding June 1st in Pontiac, Illinois. That show originally was supposed to have as a main event Nick Brubaker versus Ryan Howe, a.k.a. Diamond Steel. And we got a message from Brubaker just a few days prior where and he and he accepted this booking back in November. All right. Now this is late April. Posters have already been made, posters have gone up. In fact, originally he asked us to edit the impact wrestling logo out of the posters because he was not supposed to let anybody know at that time that he had done an episode of Explosion where he jobbed out to a past guest of this show, Alexander Hammerstone. So we went ahead and followed his wishes Um, and we went, we went through that. Okay. I just got a message from Sean. He's, uh, wanting me to hold off about this until he gets there, which hope gets here, which hopefully will be shortly. And, uh, just a, uh, um, quick, uh, reminder. If you have, if you did not hear Wednesday night's, uh, show with, uh, ECW uh, manager and legend Bill Alfonso. Uh, You can listen to it here on the archives. You can listen to it on uh, TuneIn.com. If you have Amazon Alexa, you can listen to it there. Uh, We are on Chromecast. We are on Google Podcasts. Um, We're also on Spreaker. Use any and all of those methods to listen to that that show. was an excellent show. Uh, Bill was a great guest. We're uh, definitely looking forward to having him on again at a future date. Um, now, don't know who all we're going to have next week yet. Um, we're working on those as uh, as we speak right now. Um, 
So um, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to find out uh, how how much longer he thinks it's going to be. So that uh, that way, if I can, if I need to go ahead and continue back on with the with the situation with Brubaker, I will. Um, and then once Sean joins us, we'll go ahead and we'll continue talking about some of the other situations. But suffice it to say, if you look at the title of tonight's program, I've entitled it. Who's try, who is trying to kill the RWF? And that's exactly what's going on. There are people, and we're not gonna and we're not gonna pussyfoot around tonight, folks. We are going to we are going to name names of people that we are convinced are behind the effort to destroy Sean and myself and destroy our show. And there's going to be some people that are going to be very, very angry. There might even be some people who will actually try to call in and argue with us and say they're not involved. Well, you know what? (laughs) I don't buy it anymore. I don't buy it anymore. I am convinced that there is enough of the Illinois wrestling scene that is afraid of the competition that Sean and myself and the RWF are going to give them that they are doing everything within their power to try and destroy us. And like I say, tonight we're going to call all of you out. Every one of your names is going to get mentioned. Everybody who has backed out of this show so far, your names, are going to get mentioned. I may lose a couple of friends tonight. I don't give the furry crack of a raft butt anymore. I'm professional. I've been at this for darn near 30 years. And I never, never backed out of a booking without a good reason and those were always situations where I couldn't help it usually it was a it was vehicle situation um All right, sorry, Sean is spending me some, giving me some more information here. He thinks it's going to be at least ten more minutes. So I'm going to figure out. Um, So I'm sorry for the long pauses here, folks, while I'm communicating with him. 
Yeah, I'm going to try and just get Sean to actually call in because this is I'm I I don't I don't want you folks to wait that long of a time for him to get here because this is uh this is a very serious situation and I don't want to keep talking about it without him here and I'm not going to do a TNT episode. That's for Tuesday nights. That Tuesday nights is when we talk about news and happenings in the in the wrestling world in the major promotions. Tonight, this is about us. This is about our promotion. This is about what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to do for the Illinois Valley area and the people who seem to be taking a great delight in trying to destroy what Sean and I are trying to build. And it's just, and it's crazy. It's crazy. So, okay, so Sean is logging into Google right now. So uh, hopefully he'll be joining us uh, via Google Voice in uh, just a couple of moments. So once again, I apologize, folks, for what seems to be a lot of hemming and hawing right now. But again, this is a this is a corporate situation, and I'm not going to do the entire corporate line by myself. Sean and I are business partners. Going to handle this as business partners. We're going to talk. We're going to talk to you folks together. We're going to give you a unified voice as to what is happening, who we are convinced is causing it to happen, and we'll tell you what we think of them. And believe me, <laughs> it's not very. It's not very good. Obviously. We don't think highly of trash that wants to destroy other promotions. I spent the first 10 years of my career in the top independent promotion in the country, Windy City Wrestling. There were other promotions that were running at the same time that we were. There was PWI, which later became PCW. We had the LWF started while we were in business. We didn't stay successful for over 20 years by going around raiding their talent, trying to get their people to not take their bookings by talking crap about the promoters, or anything like that. We just went about our business. We put on the best wrestling that Chicago had seen. And for that, we were one of the most recognized promotions, not just in Illinois, but in the entire country. Now, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that 
RWF is going to turn into some national powerhouse. Now, have we have we put out people who wound up being on the being on the national map? Of course we have. Um, we were we were one of the first promotions that uh, put a young fellow by the name of Bobby Fish out for uh, people to see. Y'all see him on on Wednesday nights or whenever you watch NXT on demand. There's the guy that goes by the name of Silas Young. Again, one of the first breaks that he got was through us. Nowadays, he's been he's been a major star at Ring of Honor for many many years, and in fact, um, he was uh, just recently brought up again for his own promotion, which got uh, invaded by a certain former WWE heavyweight champion. Again, he started off with RWF. And Sean is here with us right now, so let me get him in here. Okay, Sean, um, let's go ahead. I, we start. I started to give the Brubaker situation. Now, why don't you go ahead and you tell them the message that uh, Brubaker sent you when he when he canceled out? Because we're not we're not playing games anymore. We're gonna we're gonna lay this all out there direct and let chips fall where they may. Uh, The message from Brubaker. I can't make either the June or September show. I had a prior family engagement in June that I totally forgot about, but there is no way I can miss. I have a big opportunity in September I can't get into now. Sorry for any issues this will cause. Yeah, and if you buy into that, I got some land over in Orlando I'd like to talk to you about. Yeah, family family yeah. thing. You were you were booked in November. You took it in November. Suddenly in April you uh remember a uh family thing that's happening in June. Yeah. And then an opportunity is coming up. Please. You never, you never, you didn't make more than one episode of Explosion. That's, you know, no opportunity. No opportunity. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right. So let's go to the next one. Uh, Brandon S.P. Espinoza. Hey, man, I got Harley's dates for the summer, and I am unable to make June 1st. It's a TV taping, and they have helped me get through. Some rough times as well. Funded part of my license in MO with CCW and are a part of my connection to work extra spots for WWE. Plus, I'm getting their tag straps again soon and need to be committed to their events due to that. And then shortly after after he sent you that message, what did he do, Sean? Blocked me. Yeah, so if this was such a if this was such a uh legitimate up and up deal, why'd you block why'd you block Sean, huh, Espinoza? Why'd you do that? Things that make you go, hmm. 
So then we'll go to the next one. Uh, we'll go to this one next. Yeah, let's let's try and go in the order in which it all happened. Because you know, there's there's a strange little pattern to all of this, and that's and that's what uh, that's what makes it seem all the more you know, <clears throat> peculiar, quote unquote. Uh, from Jason Paul, a.k.a. Jason Hades, on Friday at 3.44 p.m. I will not be available for your show in September. Please take me off the flyers for the event. Good luck with you, the show. Now, we were not originally advertising Hades. Hades was not going to he be... He was advertised. Oh, okay. I forget it because because I because I was thinking about the fact that we were we were pulling him as the uh, surpriser um, that uh, we were going to announce it at the show that night. Well, he was the surprise. The match was a surprise. Him him being there in September was not. We were trying to drive sales to September or get people excited about September and let them know that they needed to have money on hand in June for September to buy their tickets to see. Hades versus Brubaker, which was going to be the main event. Yep. But that's obviously gone. So, okay. Now, so the next one that hits. Uh, the next one that hits, we needed to give a little bit of a backstory on. Uh, Savannah Stone and uh, James Brady were booked on, let's see here. <laughs> uh, well, well, let's throw a little let's throw a little more information on the Savannah Stone situation because we had in fact actually we had originally offered her the booking for the women's match first. She yes. turned us down. Hence, yes. We went we went to Laney Luck. Then yes. suddenly, a few days ago, a post appears on Savannah Stone's Facebook asking if anybody was booking for June 1st. So the word got down, and they mentioned Sean. Now, normally I would be against... Uh, Giving somebody a shot that had uh, that had blown us off originally, but Sean sometimes is a little more good-hearted than business sense should allow, and he'll even be the first one to tell you that. I already did. Yes. And yes. he decided, well, all right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this girl a second chance. Okay, take it from there. Uh, Thursday at 10.27 a.m., I confirmed the booking with Savannah Stone, and included in that booking was also going to be James Brady, because they ride together. I don't know if they're dating or not. Uh, There was also a match, so the match was going to become a triple threat for June. It was supposed to be Laney Luck versus Paloma Star versus uh, Savannah Stone. Well... We'll get to Laney Luck in a minute. Uh, there was another match signed for September with Savannah Stone against Charlie Cruel. Um, 
God willing, Charlie Carroll does not buy into all this bullshit and, and decide to cancel off September as well. But um, Miss Stone messages me at 11.43 p.m. last night. Hey, too many people have been telling me to be careful working for you guys, and I don't want their causing any drama with other promotions. I have worked for or are currently working for, so I am going to have to not take the two dates. I apologize. So somebody started talking to her. Now we'll yes. get into we'll get into the we'll get into the potentials for who those people are in just a couple of minutes. So go ahead and keep going, Sean. Um, the next one to cancel off. We pull it up here. The next one pulled off this afternoon at 12.04 p.m. From Marche Rocket. Hey, brother. I have to, I hate to have to do this, but I got to pull off the show. I can't say what exactly yet, but a huge opportunity just came my way. Again, sorry for pulling out, but I can't let this opportunity spill by. Yeah. Now, how, now, Marche. You and I have been friends for eons. How does this opportunity, quote-unquote, suddenly happen? You got, you got fired from, from Impact within, within just, within just a, a couple of months of signing with them. Now, admittedly, that's because Creative at that time had no clue how to use the X Division, but still. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. So so now we have lost all of these people and it's and it's all happened in very short order and all with very unexplained reasons. Now, I went last night and I took a little look into Savannah Stone's Facebook page. And I happened to I happened to look at a few Names that were in there, and some of the people that she's friends with are people. John, can you, whatever that is, can you stop? Sorry, doesn't sound professional. Um, but uh, some of those names are people who definitely have some axes to grind against us. Taylor Marshang, aka Taylor Bodine. Timothy Givens, Aiden O'Shea, Kid Riotson, every one of every one of those people has a connection, and they have connections through with some of the other people. So, oh. What's go what's going on? What's going on, boys? Are you uh, are you boys uh talking about us to our talent behind our backs? You ain't got you ain't got a big enough pair to contact us directly and say something? 
and then to the talent, quote unquote, lying to us, telling us that you have other obligations that you didn't know about, or you suddenly have opportunities that you can't talk about. Until you until you show me a, a offer sheet from Impact Ring of Honor or you know, God forbid WWE, I don't believe any of you. I think one of these people or all of them or some others have gotten into your heads and they just cost you guaranteed money. How freaking stupid are you people? You had a guaranteed payday with us, at least one, if not two, if you were doing the June and September date, and then and then probably another one towards the end of the year. So you've now lost out on three paydays because somebody said to you, Hey, you know, don't work don't work with don't work with the RWF. Don't work with these guys. Now, are they gonna are they gonna sit there and pay you the kind of money we were gonna pay you? Probably not. They're probably gonna pay you what you're actually worth, which is maybe slightly more than a hot dog and a handshake for most of you. Amen to that. Um I'm gonna go on a rant here in a minute. Um I hope everybody that's listening understands what's going on here. I wasn't here to hear what Steve uh, disclosed and what he didn't disclose. Now we're going to go to Miss Laney Luck. What did you? I had just started talking about Baker. I just started talking about the Brubaker thing, and then you messaged, and I kind of paused for a minute. Then when you came on, we finished off Brubaker and went from there. All right. All right. Uh, there is another individual uh, that is working for us, um, and I'm not going to allow this. In, uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to allow this individual to um, get away with this behavior, which is why if she decides to pull off, it's no real harm done to me. But uh, there is a woman on the Independence by the name of Laney Luck that obviously thinks it's okay because she's done it to me and she's done it to one of my friends that is a fellow promoter. And she's tried it with a couple other companies from what I've heard that thinks it's okay that we take a booking at one price and then go forward in time and get closer to the booking and then tell the promoter that we need another rate. That is not acceptable behavior. I don't know who puts you up to it, Probably the same people that are getting all of our people to cancel. Um, But it's not good behavior. I hope that uh, you will honor your booking on June the 1st. But if you won't, I understand. Um, Know that um, this kind of behavior will not be tolerated, and now your name has been outed. And other promoters need to be cautious with her because she's been doing this quite often. And you'll get some promoters that use her that say, oh, well, she doesn't do that to us. Okay, well, that's probably because you're paying her a ridiculously insane amount of money instead of what she's actually worth. She might work for Rise. She might have done some stuff with Shimmer. That does not make her price inflate the way she thinks it can. Yeah. 
She's not a net, she's not a former NXT talent. She's not a former Lucha Underground talent. She is just another independent wrestler on the local scene. Oh, and that's that's all that's all it is. Okay, um, Shimmer and Rise are not heavy duty national promotions. No matter what Shimmer tries to say. Okay. Right. They're they're a ba- they're a bastion for for uh, DVD buyers. Okay. Just like we're. Bring them on our TV deal and made them. There you go. I say and and you know I mean, you know, all Shimmer is is a video company. There are people who are joking who are trying to rip AEW, saying AEW is nothing more than a T-shirt company. Oh, no, they've they've got some they've got some major talent. They've got some major shows coming. Shimmer, yes, Shimmer has some great talent that works for them, and Shimmer. Puts on and that, but they're not a major company. They're just a company that, uh, you know, I mean, you could, I mean, you could, you could sit there and sell videos out of the trunk of your car. In all reality, right, okay. right. You know, so they're not, so they're not a quote-unquote major promotion. Rise has been on Twitch, what once, and that's thanks to Impact. Okay. And that's you know, so it's not like this is this is not like this is major promotions. This is not like Kylie Ray working AEW people, okay? So, all right, back to back to your part of the rant. Okay, um, we are going to take a quick little song break while I prepare for this rant because I've written it out. And I need to make sure that it loads properly because it's rather lengthy. And uh, we're going to get to, uh, A, I'm going to say my P's and Q's about what I want to say about the individuals that, uh, that, that so-called talents and so-called professionals that have done this. And then we will get to the who and the why. All when we get back. I want everybody to pay attention to the lyrics of this song because this is currently how I feel. So pay attention. We'll be right back with more of Shooting with Sean and Steve, who is trying to kill the RWF. We'll be right back. Everything going wrong now Nothing as it seems Has ever meant to be And I had the world I held it in my hand Turned it to the ground Just to watch it live Failure is an open book And I'm the one that took us back I luck I got the motivation Like all the situations
You know, there are a lot of lyrics to that song that can be said about a man whose career was ripped from him due to uh, circumstances beyond his control. That individual would be me. We're, we're going to dive all the way in tonight. Um, and I know some of you are getting ready to uh, attend events here this evening. Uh, first of all, thank you for supporting independent wrestling. Uh, secondly, thank you for tuning into this podcast here tonight. Now, as some of you know, I started my career uh, 17 years ago. It, it was just 17 years last Saturday. Just turned 17 years into this business. I started in 2002. I had some exposure to the business on the independent level earlier than that. In the 17 years that I have been doing this, I have busted my ass. I have crawled. I have scraped. I have dug my way to where I am today. I didn't get here because anything was handed to me. I had to earn it. Okay? My career was not handed to me on a silver platter. I may have started training when I was 13 and everybody thought that that was just handed to me. It wasn't. I earned that right. The same way I earned the right to call myself a wrestler for the time that I did. The same way in 2007, partially, I was able to call myself a promoter because my brother put on an event. And I did have hands in that, whether people believe it or not. I, I had some hands in that event. Um, we fast forward to 2009 when I got the news that I was going to have to retire due to, due to a medical condition, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, I opened the RWF with one vision in 2009 under the guidance of Ed Schumann. And that was to put on the absolute best that we could get for the money that was allowed for the show or the event. And we've done that for 10 years. It'll be the RWF turns 10 years old this September. Okay. Many people have tried to destroy me and many people have tried to destroy this company. And Steve Kane will be the first one to tell you, this company is like a fucking cockroach. And I don't mean that in a disgusting way. I mean that in the sense that it survives. It does whatever it needs to do to survive. Whether it is crawl under a hole for four years before we run another show or an event, whatever you want to call it, we've done it. Okay? But you have to look back at the history of the RWF. The RWF is one of the first places that when he moved here from British Columbia, Kyle O'Reilly worked. The match with Kyle O'Reilly and Steve Carino at RWF Trick or Beat in 2009 in Ashton, Illinois, was probably one of the matches that propelled O'Reilly's career to where it is today. We had some of the biggest stars in professional wrestling that were around back then or even bigger stars now, Silas Young. Say what you want about Silas. Silas can be a dick, but, um, you know, he just, he just worked a show at Madison Square Garden. 
How many wrestlers on the independents get to say that? That they worked in front of a sold-out crowd at Madison Square Garden. Like, that is a huge milestone for anybody's career. So, the people that I've had work for me have gone places. You fast forward to 2012. Everybody says what they want to about that. Well, let's go back to 2009. 2009, we yeah. were a part of the NWA, uh, the National Wrestling Alliance. And everybody knows their lineage if you're a wrestling fan. If you're not, then you obviously haven't gone back and done some tape studying like you need to. In October, excuse me. In October of 2009, we had the NWA World Women's Championship defended in Ashton, Illinois. Um, It was Mischief against Nicole Matthews. Now, Mischief is now retired, but that is a woman that has so much potential that if somebody would have gotten the right look at her, she and her knees didn't go to shit, she'd still be out there. She, She was one of the most talented women I've ever seen in my life. If you've never got to experience one of her matches live, you uh, were robbed because it was something special. And uh, that to have the, the legacy of the NWA World Women's Championship, which was just recently held by Jazz, defended in my company, huge honor. You go to November of 2009, we have the NWA World Tag Team titles defended. In Ashton. Steve repped the match, I believe. Yes, I did. So, you have the NWA World Tag Team titles, which were held by God only knows how many greats. You can go back and look. I'm not going to name them all, but just to name a few. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express. Uh, Sergeant Lord Slaughter and Don Cronodal. I mean, like, a who's who held those belts. And they were defended in RWF. Not every company gets to say that. The other thing that never happened but was supposed to happen, and Steve King can tell you because he was in on the conversations I had with him right after I got off the phone with Ed discussing it. There was plans to bring the NWA World Heavyweight title to Ashen. Nobody knew about it. Very few did. Yep. There was a show that was supposed to be in Chicago in October. The original game plan was that Sheik would win the NWA world title and come defend it in Ashton. He, well, he'd come there as the champion in uh, November for the rematch with Silas, and Silas would get a win on him and win the uh, – NWA Midwest Heavyweight title back and say, if I'm good enough to defeat you for that belt, I'm good enough to defeat you for the NWA world title. And it was, it was going to be some really, really good stuff. We were out of it because the show in Chicago got canceled. But had it taken place, November 14th, 2009, the almighty Sheik would have walked into Ashton, Illinois as the new NWA world heavyweight champion. Not everybody, every company can say that. And if you go back right. and look at the deposit that people paid for the NWA World Heavyweight title, my God. Yep. 
What was it, Steve? 20, like $25,000? $20,000 you had to pay as a deposit. And then when you dropped the belt and gave it to the next champion, you got your money returned. Right. So, I mean, you have that. You had the show in 2012 where, despite what happened, it was probably one of the best shows that area had seen in a very long time. It it featured something for everyone. Melanie Cruz was, uh, you know, a big part of that event that night. She wrestled, I think, three times total. Uh, Diamond Steel was on that event. Um, Right. You know, say what you want about them. Psychotic Rage, they they were a good tag team. We had them against uh, Willie the Bomb Richardson and Trauma, and that was a hell of a match. Uh, the only thing yep. I remember about that match is what happened after the match, and, and you know, Willie and Trauma got the victory over Psychotic Rage, and the, and the fans start chanting, Black Guys Won. Um, yes, it actually yeah. happened as Steve Kane because we were both – we both had a dumbfounded look on our face in the back, staring yeah. at each other, going, "Oh my God!" <laughs> well, I was in the ring. I was in the ring, looking at this and going, "What the heck?" And there was one black guy in the audience. There was one black guy, and and uh, and uh, Willie and Willie and Jay tried to get him to come into the ring, but he was too scared. And this was after the match, mind you. He was too scared. Oh, but yeah, we're I'm here. We're hearing this chant going, "Black guys won, black guys won," and it's like, you gotta be kidding me. These people are really <laughs> saying that. Oh my god. Uh, Rough Crossing was a part of that event in 2012. Trevor Blanchard. Um, say what you want about each individual. You know, they may have beef with me, and and there might be a little bit of beef with me to them, but. Uh, Trevor worked his ass off for a uh, many number of years, and and Rough Crossing, um, you know, is a key talent out of the Chicago land area. If you if you're gonna do a show around Chicago, he's on quite a few of them. So, right. Um, you had some other talent on that event as well. Then he wound up going, but of course nowadays exactly. he and. Uh, he and Melanie are, you know, happily married with the with a kid of their own. Uh, they still they still do, you know, a little bit, but uh, you know, I mean, hey, family life is a good thing, as I will as I will tell you, being a family man myself. You you had a woman that you don't even see around here anymore at that event, uh, as Melanie Cruz's opponent in 2012, Mickey St. John. Uh, that was a, that was a top tier match at that time. Both of those talents, Melanie and Nikki, had had blown up their names in the Chicago land area. Uh, you also right. had two Chicago natives uh, in Milo Cash and Machine. Machine actually returned to Sterling, Illinois, for the first time since 2007, where him and Botch wrestled in the main event uh, of Fighting for the Cure, which was my brother's show. And it was explicit content versus the Phoenix Twins versus Black and Brave versus uh, Machine and, and Botch, the Grave Diggers. That was the main event of Fighting for the Cure 2007. And everybody shit all over that show, but I'll tell you what, 
If that main event would have happened in Chicago, it would have sold the hell out of the venue. Yeah. Yeah, and we're talking black and brave. Yeah, we're talking about that guy that uh, you see on uh, TV on Monday nights who's uh, holding a uh, belt right now. Well, holding the belt right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, perform- he performed at a show that was uh, part, yeah, at that time, of course, uh, he was uh, Tyler Black. But, yes. uh, you know, I'm, but, the, but the thing is, he was on a show that Sean was involved in running. Yes. Family, family run it. Family ran it, and I helped to get sponsors for it and a couple other things. And uh, I did have match ideas run past me, and I gave my advice on that. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. Uh, people can say what they want, but I know the truth, and, and people, you know, in the family know the truth. So um, it's one of those things that you can say what you want, but um, – then, who else did you have? Uh, Grin, Chicago guy that uh, is, not, I don't believe, is around anymore. But no, there's a guy part of the three ring, part of the three ring circus. And if you have never heard of the three ring circus, and you call yourself a Chicago area wrestling fan, you need to go get some tapes or some DVDs because that was a faction back in the day in the Chicago land area. Right. Um, so we go to 2016. Um, I go, I go to Tim Lyle. Everybody knows who Tim Lyle is, the promoter of powerhouse wrestling, not powerhouse wrestling extreme, just powerhouse wrestling. Um, Steve, why don't you give us a little bit of backstory on Tim Lyle and powerhouse wrestling? Okay. Well, powerhouse wrestling had actually been the, uh, premier, um, independent promotion in the in the central Illinois Illinois Valley area um, since uh, since the late 90s early 2000s. Um, 1993. Okay, their first champion um, was a guy by the name of Glenn Jacobs. Might have heard that name. He's uh, he's he's been he's been around for a while. I usually see him in a red outfit uh, with a red mask. And that, and flames got a uh, shoot up every time. Yeah. So yeah. So Bill, I mean, here you go. Independent wrestling in uh, the Illinois Valley. We've had quite a, we've had quite a few names that have that have gone through here, and a lot of them came through Powerhouse Wrestling, Tim Lyle, um, myself. Uh, we were. Uh, um, Tim for several years ran it on his own. Then when then I came on board, eventually um, Tim and I wound up becoming business partners. I I was the booker. I was the guy that uh, handled uh, how the matches went out, how they how they went on, all the all the little details. That's what I do. That's what I do. I I I'm a I'm a creative guy, so I work in I work in those in those ways and that. And we and we ran and we ran there for quite a few years. Um, the last event uh, now the last event that I had been involved with 
Um, in fact, which was the last event that uh, Tim actually ran at that time was an event in uh, Streeter outside of a place called the Total Rec Center. It was an outdoor show, happened in the um, middle of July. I can't, I can't remember the year anymore. Of course, when you've been around almost 30 years, things start to kind of, you know, all run together in that. Um, but, uh, you know, and then, and then, uh, and then, you know, Tim stopped running for a while. Then he went, you know, he had some issues. Then he went back into running. In 2015, um, they, they resumed running. Right. I was already, right. At that at that point at that point I was already um, with a couple other promotions closer to home, so I wasn't I wasn't around at that point. Um, and he started running the uh, uh, Polish National Alliance Hall uh, downtown in uh, Streeter. Yes. So. Um, um, we went we went to Tim with a concept, and the whole concept was this. We're going to take three organizations, maybe four. We're going to bring them together, put all the fucking politics aside, all the bullshit. We're coming together for one greater good. Each company would book two matches, send me their top guys to represent their company. They would also pay for their talent to work this event. Great concept. Is going to be for charity. Uh, originally, we were going to do it for Toys for Thoughts, but an issue arose that didn't allow that, and I'm not going to get into any further details on that. If somebody wants to fight me and Steve on that, you know where our inboxes are. Um, so, we moved it to... What is that noise? Hold on. It's got to be my phone. Yeah. 
Okay, Steve, I figured out what it was. It's actually you. If you could call back, that would be great. Yep, just call back in. I'll take over. All right, well, we are going to have a great rest of the discussion here. Uh, We've got a couple minutes left, so Steve's going to call back in. Uh, We're going to figure out whatever this turbulence is and uh, go from there. That buzzing is annoying. There, and and it's gone. It was Steve. Um, I don't know how that happened, but I apologize. Um, But anyway, the original Wrestle Wars was supposed to be for uh, Toys for Tots. It ended up being for Wounded Warrior Project. And I went to Tim Lyle, and I said, hey, this is what I want to do. And I'd like Powerhouse to be a part of it. And we... um, he he did not want to agree to that, so we ran the show anyway because I found out that the venue was not uh, thrilled with some of his events that had run there. So, with that being said, uh, we ran the event on December 16th. We had Nicky Knuckles. We had Shane Mercer. We had Diamond Steel. Um, we had... Um, some other great talents that were there too. We did have the revolution wrestling guys and I'll wait for Steve to get back to talk about that. But, um, it was, it was a decent show, um, decent event and raised some money for a good cause. Um, Oh my God. 
Steve, you've got a problem with your connection because it's just humming. It's horrible. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Message me. All right. I'm going to put Steve on mute, and we're going to try to get this resolved. Um, he may have to dial in on phone. Anyway, so we uh, we went to Tim Lyle. We did the first show in uh, Streeter. Hold on one second, folks. We're going to play one of our clips, one of our commercials. Some of you may be featuring, may be seeing this tonight. This Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory, Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star-studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event, Arnold Ziffle Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a Fans Bring the Steel Cage Parts match. Admission is just $1 because that's all this crap is worth. That's Craptastic Wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there! Nope, still sound like crap. Okay, uh, so we ran the first event, Russell Wars won. We raised some money for a good cause. We were slated to come back in. April of 20, there we go, that's better. We were slated to come back in April of uh, 20, it would have been 2017. And um, we originally were going to have Adam Rose booked. However, AAW got wind that we were going to book Rose and booked him two months in a row Prior to the month we had him, we were going yep. to have him in April. They booked him February and March. So that took care of that. Uh, we had some problems at the building uh, at the PNA Hall. Steve was not able to make the event. I had to deal with everything myself. We had to start half an hour late um, because we literally got caught with a snowstorm that night. Um, yeah. There were people that were that uh, some of our talent was uh, still driving in from uh, southern Indiana out of Kentucky when the first match was actually going on in the ring. Yes. And not only that, uh, you had the no-show of Silas Young, which was evidently his way of saying, screw you, like he did at the... 2009 show that he was supposed to have the return match with Sheik on, um, but we re- we we made it all work. We we made it all work. Um, yeah. We raised money for a good cause. We took in the Revolution Wrestling guys, which some of them have gone on and had somewhat of a career. 
We're not going to say yeah. a career. We're going to say somewhat of a career. Um, yeah. And we still put the in 120 them, people in the seats despite a blizzard. Yep. Um, I think it was actually more than that. I'd have to go back and look. But, I mean, I know I know that there was at least – at least 140, 150 people there. So, okay. uh, you know, you you take that into consideration. We raised money for a good cause. We fast forward to Wrestle Wars, what was going to be Wrestle Wars two with Adam Rose. That did not happen as planned. We fast forward to Wrestle Wars two, which got booked for June of 2017, and. We are originally supposed to have Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., who had been a big star down here, uh, a part of the event. And I find out through the grapevine that uh, the person responsible for taking care of him has not taken care of him. And because of that, Bob Orton does not show up. So Tracy Smothers takes his place. We have the event with Tracy Smothers. We have a great event. Uh, We have some other things that go wrong, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, if you know about it, you know about it. Um, Wrestle Wars 2 managed to raise some good money for the Tornado Relief Fund of Naplate and Ottawa, Illinois. Because in February of 2017, part of Ottawa, Illinois, and the town of Naplate were hit by a tornado. And, um, and, we, the, state, uh, and the state was not covering, neither the state nor FEMA was covering uh Funds for uh, rebuilding. Right. Uh, we got ready to do Wrestle Wars 3. We ran into some issues uh, a couple days before Wrestle Wars 3. And uh, it unfortunately didn't happen. But um, not everybody knows those circumstances. We're not going to discuss them here tonight. We've discussed them on previous uh, archived uh, shows here that uh, you can go back and listen to. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, um, you know, we we may have gotten in a little bit over our heads, and and uh, we had some sponsors that did not pan out the way that they should have. So, um, it it didn't work in our favor. That's all I can say. But had it worked in our favor, it would have been a great event. And uh, now we are fast forwarding to Rebellion Rising. Now. Rebellion Rising, when it was originally set up back in November, was going to be a huge star-studded event. Mm -hmm. Because of people that can't mind their own business and and just have to ruin it for not only, you know, me, but the audience. And that's the thing that pisses me off the most. Fuck me over all you want, but you're fucking over my audience. You're also fucking over the same audience that made you a star. And the yep. per- one of the people, the, one of the uh, perpetrators behind this is a man known as Christian Rose. That's one of them. Rose could never hack it. With AAW, that's why he's not there. Um, yep. If he if he could hack it anywhere else, he would be there, and and that's the truth on that. Um, I personally have not cared for Mister Rose for quite some time. 
Um, he even had the gall that when we started the Facebook ad to post something on there about if the show was going to actually happen or not, and if it wasn't going to happen, were we actually going to offer refunds this time? Let me tell you something, you little mouthy son of a bitch. There were refunds offered uh, and given for WrestleWars 3. So you need to shut your mouth before somebody shuts it for you because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Steve even knows that those refunds were given because guess what? I showed him. Proof. Yep. I have the documents of all of it. I keep shit like that. But see, you think that you're entitled to see something like that, and you're not. And the other perpetrators to this are a couple of people that we're going to get into right now. Um, One of them is a man by the name of Jay Repsol. And Repsol and I have a long history that goes back to 2002, which is where I got my start. He'll never say that, admit to that, but it's true. Anyway, in 2009, I approached Repsol before getting on board with Ed Schumann, stating that I had an event planned and that I would like the assistance of Dreamwave. He never got back to me. But then when RWF opened and he found out Schumann was involved, then holy hell started. Because I'm hearing from people in 2009 that they can't work for me if they work for Dreamwave Wrestling. People like a Nick Brubaker. People like mm, there were others. Can't remember off the top of my head right now, but I know there were others. Yeah. So, Repsol closed Dreamwave in 2016, in December of 2016. Ironically, when we came into Streeter. Um, now, Repsol is posting cryptic messages on the Dreamwave page, which leads me and a lot of other people to believe that there is going to be some sort of resurrection of Dreamwave Wrestling. And because of everything that's happened, if Wrestle were going to refuel Dreamwave again, he would want some of those same guys that helped build Dreamwave Wrestling that we had booked for June as a part of it. Which leads me to believe that maybe, just maybe, hear me out on this, Christian Rose and Jay Repsol are conspiring. Because Jay Repsol thought that Christian Rose was the second coming of CM Punk. I shit you not. We, we, yep. we have both been told that from a legitimate source, and you know that, Steve. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a now. There are some other people that are not too keen on me. We'll get to the, 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 the clan here in a minute, but right now we're going to get to the cult, and that is the cult of grunge. You see, Joey Grunge wants to blame Steve Kane and I for getting him kicked out of the building in Pekin 
because he was running, we're going to call it shady business. And had he not been running shady business, he wouldn't have had, you know, there, there, there would be no issue. Um, I don't know how he got the impression that it was me and you, but it's okay. Yeah. Because Joey Grunge wants to use a guy that sexually assaulted our own co-host and the RWS ring announcer at this present moment, Malice Mayhem, a.k.a. Jess Blue. I find that disgustingly horrible, considering the fact that he had me come down to a show a couple months ago and fire a guy that literally beat the shit out of his wife on New Year's and left her for dead. So we're going to fire that guy, but we're going to bring in the guy that touches the female, because that's okay. It makes no sense. And I've called Joey out on his bullshit, and I think that's why he's pissed. I don't mm-hmm. care. Uh, if you're going to run a shady business and you're going to do things like that and think that it's going to have no repercussions to your business, you've got another thing coming. Um, you have Joey's followers, a couple of them that were originally going to be booked on Rebellion Rising. Guys like Zach Booth, who in all honesty should have been loyal to a guy like me and Steve because you see the thing about Zach Booth is he had a short run with Powerhouse Wrestling. He worked for Revolution Wrestling. And then I contacted him and said, hey, how about you come work for me? I put the tag team title on Zach Booth. It was a decision that was made both by Steve Kane and myself. I liked Zach until he went to work for Joey. Because now his ego is so fucking high... I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it, I mean, it's got to be 20 feet in the air. Um, you have Matt Harmon, who Matt Harmon was originally going to be a part of Wrestle Wars, and for whatever reason decided that he was no longer going to be a part of it. You have the guy that was going to be the surprise to that match, Apocalypse which a lot of people have a problem with him using that name because there is a guy that wrestled in Peoria that Steve will tell you about named Apocalypse. Yep. Uh, So, Colts of Grunge. And then you have all the other followers of of Joey Grunge. Now, Steve Kane mentioned uh, Kid Riotson. Kid Riotson is actually responsible for helping Nick Melvin do the show that they did last June, which is why I think that Kid Riotson may be opening his mouth a little. Uh, Nick Melvin is another one, because Nick Melvin came at, at Steve and I saying, you're running my town and my venue. It's your town and your venue? Why aren't you running it? Plain and simple. Yep. Um, you have. Let's see who else. Well, you have O'Shea. You have Aiden. Oh well, Douglas O'Shea. Yes. Douglas O'Shea. Douglas yeah. 
Douglas O'Shea, who believes that, um, and some other people from RCW that are followers of Douglas O'Shea and all that crazy shit, um, they believe that I set Douglas O'Shea up on the podcast, and it was one of our podcasts, and called him a sex offender and, and got the police involved and all this other bullshit, which never happened. I promise you, it never happened on this show. Never. Yeah, you can listen to every program that we've ever done. No, there is uh, there is nothing like that that has ever been said. So, uh, you have him because he's pissed off, but you also have his buddy, Beast. We all know why Beast is pissed off. We all know. If you don't know why Beast is pissed off at me now. We'll tell you again. Beast sexually assaulted my ex-boyfriend. Shocker, I'm gay. Um, yeah, the whistle just happened to go off at that time. That was perfect timing and kind of ironic. <laughs> um, anyway, Beast sexually assaulted my ex-boyfriend at a show that he was helping promote in Princeton, Illinois. Um, a company that is no longer around because Beast you know, couldn't keep to himself. So, uh, those facts were outed. And those facts are public for anybody that wants to know them. Um, There are numerous stories, and I I am one of the people that is able to tell the story, that Beast tried to take me to a hotel room before I was 18. That's no lie. That's, That's shoot. Um. There are multiple other stories of Beast doing this with other young men all across the country, not just in Illinois. There is also a story that was told to me by a guy that worked for the Total Wreck in Streeter, Illinois, that Tim Lyle and one of the individuals working for the Total Wreck caught Beast with somebody that was underage. And that's why they never brought him back. So, you have that. Um, You have the guy down in Champaign, Urbana, Mattoon, wherever the hell he's running this month, uh, by the name of David Cavazos, who got mad at us when we were supposed to come into Streeter in 2011 before the teen center pulled the shows. Because he literally... I shit you not, because Steve Kane remembers I recorded the phone conversation. He called me, threatening me. Because he had a show in like a week, a week later, or something like that. We were the week before, a week after him. And he threatened mm-hmm. us. Because he, he took over, he took over Streeter for John Kometz. And when he got done, when Tim came back, he gave the rights to the area to Tim. Well, that's when we came in and said nobody really needed rights. I mean, you do, but you don't, and took it from Tim because the venue was unhappy. Um, Now, you also have a group of guys known as the Circle Jerking Clan out of wherever they're out of. Consisting of Joey Eastman, Vito Tomaselli, 
Paolo Tomaselli, Ben Jordan, and whoever else is their follower for that day. Yeah. So, other stupid sheep they can get. Exactly. We all know the history between them and us. Um, I don't know what ammunition people are using at this point to get those people to bail. Because if you go back and look at the last shows we prom- last two shows we promoted, yes, we canceled. Okay, the last three shows we promoted. One out of the three we were forced to cancel. It happens sometimes. Does it suck? Yeah, but it happens. It happens with concerts. It happens with movies. It happens with plays. It happens with anything. Look, you could have a job interview scheduled for tomorrow, and it could get post. It could, get, you know, I mean, it happens. So, you move forward from it because things happen, and, and sometimes things get moved around beyond control, and sometimes you have to cancel, whether it be dinner plans, plans with the wife, plans with the kids. It happens. Yep. You could have a job interview lined up for tomorrow, and they could call and cancel it. Just like that. It happens. But if you go back to the show, two previous shows before the one that was canceled, everything and everyone was paid in full. You can't use that as ammunition any longer. You think you can, but you can't. Because if you talk to anybody that worked those events, you know, know that they were paid in full. We have a policy here in RWF when it comes to pay. I'm not going to reveal what it is, but it's pretty plain and simple. And it's, it goes based on what our good friend Paul Eubanks told me. When I see the whites of your eyes, you get the whites of your envelope. Yep. Plain and simple. The way we've done things real simple, for the past real simple concept. And I it, don't it's know. definitely fair to all of the performers. I don't know who it is. Oh, we, we forgot about one. We we have the guy by the name of J Mac who used to run New Midwest Wrestling in Springfield. That fell apart. He used to do a couple other things. That fell apart. And then when Dreamwave started to get real big, he went up and kissed Jay Repsol's ass until Jay Repsol put him on the booking team. Yeah. So, it could be any of those people. It could be all of them combined. We don't know. All we know, and this is a statement that I have right now, is I am not okay with these guys taking a booking, letting me advertise them, getting you fans excited to see those matches, and then turning it around and fucking the fans. Fucking you, the audience, for whatever reason that they have grudge with me. Put your bullshit aside. If you took the booking, honor it. You don't have to like me. 
This is this is we're, we're not going to be friends. I am paying you to do a job, plain and simple. You either yeah. want the money or you don't. I'm not saying that yeah. all of you need the money bad enough. Probably not. But it's just, it, it, it comes down to morals. And I said this when Brew Baker jumped, and I'm going to say it again. Brew Baker, Hades, Marche. You're fucking over yeah, the fans stone. that made you. Even so, well, no, yeah. we'll, we'll get to her. Yeah. Brew Baker, Hades, Marche are fucking over the fans that made them a star in another region of the the state. Plain and simple. They made good money down here. They had they had some good times according to them down here. You fucked over the fans that would have paid to come and see you had you actually honored the booking. You're making me look like a goddamn fool with Steve. Yep. I don't care about that as much as I care about the fact that you're fucking over the fans. And there's not really a damn thing that I can do about it. Not okay with that. Don't think don't think that I will ever give somebody that power again. Lesson learned. I am disappointed in all three of them. I am disappointed in the other ones that have jumped off of this event or the event in September. I find whoever is doing this, and I'm liable to God only knows what, if Steve finds them, he will beat them to death with his gimp hand. Yep, I will too. I have other people that work in the office he's here at RWF that are not okay with this that would, you know. And I don't understand how people on the independents can let somebody, whoever it is, have this much power over them. This much mm-hmm. power to influence their booking decisions. This much power to make up or to take money out of their pockets that they're not going to make up. I'm not going to disclose the amounts of money that I was going to pay guys like Brubaker and Hades and Marche, but it was it, it was more than a, what we would consider a fair amount. I don't see whoever pulled the strings to get them to bail on our events paying them the difference of what they lost. And as Steve said earlier, it was guaranteed money. Guaranteed. It's the way we grow. Yep. Despite what everybody wants to say. Now here's what other people are probably saying. Well, you know that Sean David kid has got AIDS, right? First of all, it's not AIDS. It's HIV. If you do your research on HIV, it's a manageable disease. And, yeah. I mean, you you literally have no ammunition to use, but you found something. Don't know what it is. Maybe you're telling people Big Daddy is involved still. 
which would be a downright lie, and there's plenty of documentation to prove that he hasn't been involved in this company for a very long time. So the three things you've got are, well, he won a show without paying people in 2012. Okay. You have – he worked with Big Daddy. What? Yeah. I say that's been made up because ever since then, all our shows have been completely paid. Yep. You have people that can say that we worked with Big Daddy, which, okay, we worked with Big Daddy. We'll admit that. However, we learned a lesson from that. That's why he's not here. That's why he's no longer a part of the, you know, just gone. Yep. Um, you can say that I've canceled too many shows, which I know promoters out there that have canceled a shit more ton of shows than what I have. Even <clears throat> rotten. Um, I mean, what do you what do you really have? Yeah. And whatever your Just beef some... is, why do you, oh, why do you have to... old stories? Well, they they probably are, uh, you know, the other one that's out there is he he screwed over Ed Schumann. He screwed Ed Schumann out of money, which, no, I didn't. Bill Barron's confirmed the fact when we did the interview with him that that didn't happen. So, what do you got? And to the workers that bailed, why do they have this much power over you? It believes me. It leads me to believe that it's Repsol, because Repsol went out on top. Repsol is known for overpaying his talent, and guys bent over backwards time and time again for Repsol. But there's also evidence to point out that it could be somebody else. I believe that Brew Baker was fed information by whomever. Brubaker fed the information to Hades. And there was a CSW show last weekend where Hades, Brubaker, and Marche were all at. Which leads me to believe this event, my event, was talked about in that locker room by them. Yep. And that is why uh, decisions were made that they were not going to attend this event. For whatever reason. I don't know if Boz put him up to it. I don't know who did. I'll find out who eventually. And Lord help you when I do. But I don't know. I am I am I am livid at the fact that you would fuck over an audience that made you guys a star. And I know Christian Rose has hands in it, and his buddy Zeke Zishi, and his buddy Bobby Houston. It's it's all about playing a game of connect the dots. And if you can play the game of connect the dots good enough, you can come up with enough circumstantial evidence to point at who really done it. So, I, I, folks, the show is still happening on June the 1st. 
for Rebellion Rising we're, the VFW and Pontiac we're, Illinois. We're getting we're getting substitute talent that will do well. They may not be the people that you were looking to see, but hopefully after you see them the first time, you'll want to see them again. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that um, it comes down to this. I don't understand how independent talent, independent talent without a contract to whomever this fucking individual is, can be influenced that much by somebody. Yep. I Look. I could get it. I could understand if Vince McMahon had signed you to a damn contract. But you're not even giving me that. You're giving me bullshit excuses. No one that is working this event that has bailed, that was slated to work this event, has given concrete reason why they can't be there. No one. And I know for a fact all of them are going to go out and get another booking. Know it for a fact. No, no doubt in my mind that it's going to happen like that. I'm going to let Steve Kane say a little bit more. I'm going to I'm going to take a drink because it's I, I need a drink after that long speech. I'm going to message somebody. And see if they have anything to say about this that, or anything that they could add. So go ahead and message them real quick. Um, I think, really, in all in all honesty, we pretty much covered all of the situation. <clears throat> we've we've you know in the past we've always been nice guys, not mention names. That stops. That stopped today, and it will never happen again. If somebody screws us, <laughs> guess what? You're getting screwed right back because well, we're going it, to it, call you out on your BS. And, and it all comes down to this. You should check the credentials just like a promoter is supposed to check the credentials of the talent they're booking, you as a wrestler that is taking bookings should do some digging into uh, of the promotions that you're working for and check their credentials as well. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, these these people may have screwed you, the fans, over in the Illinois Valley, but they have not – whoever is sabotaging this event and making these talents jump off this, these events, whoever that is, uh, is someone that uh, will be caught up with. And <clears throat> I want to remind you, the fans – that we're going to be bringing bigger and better talent in. It may not happen right away, but just because the fans uh, 
feel like they were robbed because of these talents doesn't mean that this show isn't going to happen. And whoever's pulling the strings, their end game was to force us to cancel this event, which is not going to happen. Um, we have, we'll talk about in a minute who's going to be at Rebellion Rising. Um, I, I want to remind you fans that this event is still taking place as scheduled Saturday night, June the 1st, at the VFW in Pontiac, Illinois. Uh, we're going to get into it now. We have some great matches signed, great talent signed. Uh, 24 karat gold, Jimmy Carrot will be in the house. There will be a triple threat match between the Fallen One, Nick Vendetta with Spragan against Ruthless Rockin' Rivera and Jake Braddock. Now, I posted pictures on my Facebook page. We'll post them on the RWF page here tonight uh, between now and 10 p.m., maybe even 11 p.m. We'll get all those pictures up on the RWF page. These are three guys, but let me tell you something. The three of these guys get in that ring, I don't know what's going to happen. Steve doesn't know what's going to happen. These are yep. three very different individuals. It's going to be interesting to see their styles clash. Brian Blade will be in the building. He's looking for an opponent. He's got a chip on his shoulder now because his last two opponents have backed off of this event. He's saying that it must be, uh, it must be that everybody that uh, we sign a match with him with is a coward because they're not showing up. And that's the polite word. Yes. <laughs> he, he made he made he made a, he made a sound mimicking a cat. Yes. Uh, in a voice yes. message to Sean. Yes. About those two. Uh, the Axemen, Poe and Houston, take on the team of Controlled Chaos, Crash Jackson, and Bad Henry with Spragan. This is going to be a tag team match of four big men that are each at least 250 pounds. It's going to be barbaric. It's going to be hard-hitting. It's going to be, as, as Jim Ross would say, a slobber knocker. Um, we have the women's match, Lord willing, that one of the participants actually shows, uh, Lainey Luck versus Paloma Star. And if Paloma's, if, if, if for some reason this uh, one individual of that match does not show, there will be an intergender match. Because I am not fucking around anymore. Then we have another tag team match. It's the team of Booze and Brute. The drunken Irishman, Angus McDuff, returns as he teams with the Brute, Rowan Holmes, to take on the team of second-generation star, Cody Jones and San, the Oriental craze Sanji with Spragan. Then we have the one-man riot, Frank Wyatt versus Tyler Jones, who is the second cousin of Cody Jones, as I wrote in, uh, on my Facebook page. Cody Jones has brought Tyler Jones to us. Tyler Jones has demanded that he get a huge opportunity and, well, Steve came up with this one. He says if the kid wanted a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity he will get. If he can get yeah. past Frank Wyatt, he will get bigger opportunities. Yep. So, that, uh, and then we have our resident rock star, the rocker rebel, Diamond Seal, 
facing a returning Illinois Valley legend. This Illinois Valley legend made their debut here in May of 2002 and uh, has not been seen in this area in quite some time. So, we're not going to – look, if you want to find out who the legend is, you got to be there June 1st. We're not dropping any more hints. We're not telling you who it is. Uh, nobody will t- that's a part of this event will tell you who it is because they don't know. Yep. The only way to find there's out only, is to be there on only Saturday night, June the know. 1st. Yes. The only way to be there is on Saturday night, June the 1st in Pontiac, Illinois, for RWF Rebellion Rising. Tickets are on sale now through eventbrite.com, or you can pick them up at Marshalloni's Pizza in Pontiac or Trainer Flooring in Streeter. Front row are $15. General admission are $10. And uh, this is still going to be a great night of action. Still going to be some amazing matches to be seen. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, That tag team match is going to be something special. The main event between Diamond and whoever this legend is is going to be something special. I mean, this legend, Steve Kane, this legend could be anyone. Could you imagine it being Tim Lyle coming out of retirement to take on Diamond Steel? I mean, it it could seriously happen at this point. Yeah. Yep. An Illinois Valley legend could be anyone, folks. Anyone, any star that has passed through the Illinois Valley and worked here for a limited time. I mean, it, that that says that it could even be Bob Orton Jr. You just don't know. You have to be there Saturday night, June the first, to find out. It's the only way you're going to find out. Um, yep. I would like to take a moment to thank our guest uh, from this past Wednesday on Wrestling Authority Radio, Bill Alfonso. Uh, We can guarantee that he will be back on the show sometime very soon, and we will be getting into part two of Getting Fonze. Yep. Yep. So uh, I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, Steve, you know, there are a lot of wrestling companies running tonight, and it makes you wonder if, one or if not both of them are something like this. Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will get the local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake? All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. Some of 
of the promotions running tonight could be Tax Refund Wrestling. Be on the lookout for promotions like this. Uh, a lot of tax refund wrestling goes on. But you know what else goes on? Some of these type of promotions. Have you ever wanted to become a wrestler, a referee, or a manager? Well, then you got to come and join us at Welfare Wrestling. we got some of the best trainers around. They've trained at Northwest Georgia Championship Wrestling, Southwest Florida Championship Wrestling, Alabama Championship Wrestling, and all them other there championship wrestling. And we charge $10 worth of food stamps that our weekly show is behind Myrtle's Trailer Park. And that's what you get paid, food stamps. That way you can come and wrestle, and then you can go over to Floyd's and buy yourself that T-bone steak for $1.50. So come on down to one of our weekly training sessions, Monday nights, Wednesdays right after church, and Friday nights. Come to the training camp right behind Goober Piles Gas Station, maybe area RFD. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Y'all come down now, here. Yes, y'all come down to Welfare Wrestling for some craptastic wrestling brought to you by Tax Refund Promotions. Yep. (laughs) Tuesday Night Turmoil will be back this Tuesday night. Uh, We have an NWA pay-per-view that we're going to discuss that uh, I believe Steve discussed already. That is, uh, I believe, already on the air. And uh, it's probably going to turn out to be another great pay-per-view. You have some things going on with Raw and SmackDown. We're all shook up now. Um, Thanks to Vince McMahon shaking us up. Thanks, Vince. Right. And um, it'll be interesting to what that Because there might be some uh, things that happened that uh, are going to suddenly stop. Um, we'll talk, we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, Tom Castor on, uh, Tuesday. And if you don't know who that is, uh, right now he's, uh, all over the, uh, wrestling news and we'll discuss his, uh, situation then. Yes. Uh, we had some news regarding who will be at Starcast to replace the Undertaker and Kurt Angle. And it may shock you. So uh, you want to be on the lookout for that. Um, We have more news coming out of the Performance Center that we're going to discuss on Tuesday night. 40 athletes um, and some familiar names out of the Chicagoland area were part of this uh, Performance Center recruitment. So we will see what happens with them. Um. We have an, If you get a chance this weekend, go check out YouTube because the WWE's YouTube channel released a new interview with Kane. You know, the guy we were talking about earlier by the name of Glenn Jacobs? Yep. Um, I, I want to thank everybody for taking some time tonight and, and tuning in. Um, Steve and I want to make everybody a promise, and, the, and this comes from... Steve, myself, and uh, the other third party that is on the booking committee that I will not name. Uh, He who wishes not to be named. Um, But 
we have made a promise to make June 1st one of the uh, best events that we possibly can through everything that we are going through. It's still going to take place. It will still be a great night of action for those that are in attendance. And uh, we hope that you'll get your tickets and come join us. Uh, you can also get your RWF merch right now on Teespring and Cafe Press. So check the RWF Facebook page for that. Um, yep. I want to remind everybody that uh, the decisions that were made by the people that pulled off this event or the event in September were not made by us. They were made by these individuals that we have named here tonight. And uh, we wish them nothing but the best in their futures, but the door is now closed to them at RWF because uh, basically what has happened in, in a nutshell is a lot of them have waited until after the advertising is actually done. TV is supposed to make air in less than a, two weeks. And I have to scramble and now have my video guy remake the damn commercial because some of the people aren't going to be there. I have my graphics guy that has to review graphics uh, for September now. I'm not even going to bother with him doing redoing the graphics for June because don't need the same shit happening again and have to have him redo it 20 million times. Um, we have posters out with Marche's face. And Brubaker's face on that. We have a thousand of those. We're not in the business of reprinting posters. I print one run and I'm done. So, again, Marche Rocket will not be there in June, and neither will Brubaker. It was not a choice made by us. It was a choice made by them. If you're angry at someone, don't be angry with us. Be angry with them because at the end of the day, they screwed you, the fans. That's what happened here. They didn't screw anybody but themselves and you, the fans, because you, the fans, were looking forward to this match between Brew Baker and Diamond Steel. You were looking forward to the match between Marche Rocket and Jimmy Carrot. You were looking forward to Jason Hades being a part of this September event. So like I said just a few minutes ago, don't be angry with us. Be angry with them. Send yep. send your messages of, of displeasure to them. Yep. They're let all them on Facebook. Try to give, let them try to give you a solid reason as to why they decided to back out of a solid booking. And uh, I don't think you'll get one. And that's not that's not how professionals act. That's how not how men act. That's how cowards act. Yep. So I want to thank everybody for listening here tonight. Uh, give me a second, Steve. Uh, do we have anybody for Wednesday night yet? Not yet. Not yet. I okay. Said earlier, have you we'll, talked to any other? We're not sure who. Have you talked? Have you talked to any of the Glow Girls lately? Um, funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I actually uh, called April on her birthday and sang happy birthday to her. Well, you can't beat that. Nope. I was the first person to actually do that to her, too. So. Um, 
If you're at a wrestling show tonight, uh, be sure, if you would like to, write us a review. You can send that to the uh, Wrestling Authority radio page, or you can send that to the Rampage Rants page, whichever you prefer. Um, you know, you definitely uh, you definitely can send your reviews of shows to that. Um, and we'd be more than happy to take a look at it for you. If you think that it is craptastic wrestling, um, take a video. Although some of these promotions are cracking down on video. <laughs> it was funny. I was at one of Joey Grunge's shows, and his security, big, beefy security guard walked over to me. You can't film. Okay. Put the camera down for a couple minutes, start filming again when they're not looking. <laughs> Yeah, with all these people with their phones taking pictures, taking videos, you can you can you can manage to pull something off. And the big hot stuff oons wants one. And you can't you can't forget that in a lot of places tonight is Shindy Night Wrestling. Yep, indeed. Uh, um, so. I want to thank everybody again, and I think we're going to wrap it up a couple minutes early here tonight. Um, Be sure you look at the RWF page, facebook.com backslash RWF Pro, for more updates on the upcoming June 1st Rebellion Rising event. Yep. And, uh, yes. So, uh, Steve, I'm going to let you play us out. I'd like to thank everyone. Uh, remind her that Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil comes your way every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock Eastern, and Wrestling Authority Radio, one of the longest-running wrestling radio interview programs, comes your way on Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Don't miss either one. Yeah. Uh, be sure to check the Wrestling Authority page, re- bleh, Wrestling Authority radio page. See who we will have on Wednesday nights. We'll have someone, uh, and I think I think we're going to reach out to Miss Tina Gant because it's been a while since we heard from her. So hopefully she can join us and give us an update on Wednesday night. So I am yeah. going to Sean David along with my co-host, the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane. Now, since this Good. is a serious show, we're not gonna we're not gonna play our song. So we're just gonna go ahead and this. Uh, we thank you for listening, and we hope you have a pleasant evening. Yes. Good night, and see you Tuesday night. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.